Hey, everybody, before we get into the show, we have a major earth-shattering massive announcement. Nikki? Yes, it is that time again, Pete Wright. Our monthly planning membership is open for enrollment. GPS stands for Guided Planning Sessions, if you don't know already. We've worked really hard here at Take Control ADHD to provide you with a service that not only gives you ideas and strategies on how to plan your day and your week, but it also provides time and space for you to do the work and not just by yourself, but with others who understand and support you. We meet every Monday and Thursday, and there are three different sessions for each day that you're invited to attend. We are dedicated to making this membership to be one that is transformative in the way you think about planning and taking control of your time and schedule. There are so many benefits to the GPS membership, so please be sure to visit our website at takecontroladhd.com slash GPS. Enrollment is open now through May 8th. Thank you for your time and attention, and I hope to see you soon. On with the show. Welcome to Taking Control, the ADHD podcast on True Story FM. I'm Pete Wright, and I'm here with Nikki Kinzer. Hello, everyone. Hello, Pete Wright. I just have to say, for those who are listening to the uh, audio version of this show, we don't release a video version of this show, but you are really missing out because starting today, our member live stream is showing off Nikki Kinzer with better lighting. <laughs> God. Oh, radiant. <laughs> yes. Radiant, Nikki Kinzer. It's like I have a, a what is it? It, it is a like halo. a halo. A halo of sparkles light. in your, when you <laughs> smile, there's a little bling on your teeth. Just right. So, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. After 13, 13 years, years, I got some, I got some good lighting. Nailed lighting. I am really oh, excited gosh. about today's show for a couple of reasons. Uh, the, first of all, it's a topic that I can really relate to, and I think it's a, it's the struggle. of We're talking through some of the issues that root in the struggle for change. But the other reason I think it's such an important issue is that it comes from uh, <laughs> the call is coming from inside the house. This was this was an issue that our very own Melissa ran into, and Melissa a a advocated for it and put it in her notes as something we should talk about one day, and then today became the day. So I, I just our great thanks uh, to Discord Mom for uh, bringing this subject to our attention and and giving us the background to have a conversation about it because I think it's really important, and it's probably something I wager we don't think enough about. So, agreed. Do you agree? Do you feel strongly I, I totally about that? Agree. Do you feel strongly as I'm I do? About that? I'm a little uncomfortable. You don't like, but uh, it's, uh, yeah. I'm, I'm a little uncomfortable with how strongly you feel about <laughs> this, but that's okay. We can okay. we can move on from that. Let's just say we might have some more writing to do, you and me. Okay. Here yeah. We go. Uh, before we dig into our principal topic today, uh, before we answer the call coming from inside the house. Head over to Take Control ADHD and get to know us a little bit better. You can listen to the show right there on the website or subscribe to the mailing list on the homepage and we'll send you an email each time a new episode is released. Connect with us on Facebook or Instagram or Pinterest at Take Control ADHD and jump into the Discord server. Please, please, please. That's where all the cool kids hang out. And if you succumb to peer pressure like I do, you'll want to hang out with the cool kids in Discord. Uh, just head over to TakeControlADHD.com slash Discord and you can jump into our, our public channels. Uh, 
the invitation is open to any and all who are looking to find a community of support with ADHD. Uh, if you want a little bit more and if you want to directly support this podcast, like we do a lot of stuff. But if you like the podcast and you want to support we're doing together on the podcast, head over to patreon.com slash the ADHD podcast and sign up there. You'll get access to a whole ton of new channels, depending on the level that you sign up for on Patreon, new channels in Discord. And that will illuminate so many of the other conversations that people are having uh, in our community. You will also be directly supporting the work and the time and the attention that this group of us behind the scenes uh, put into this show. So for all of you, who are already supporting members, already patrons. Thank you so much. You're probably already hanging out in the live stream with us because that's a perk that you get as a patron. Uh, but if you're not, if you're considering it, again, patreon.com slash the ADHD podcast to learn more. Thank you so, so, so much. All right, Nikki, here's the deal. Yes. We're talking about getting... Uh, getting comfortable with being uncomfortable. Now, why does is why it, does my is it even possible? Why does my enthusiasm make you uncomfortable? No, I was just being funny. Okay, <laughs> because the whole topic is about being uncomfortable. So I was just pretending like I was uncomfortable, <laughs> but I'm really not uncomfortable because I get it yeah. and I understand like what's happening, and it is uncomfortable to be. Un uncomfortable yeah. right i don't know is it possible to be comfortable with that but but there's got to be a way around it yeah. somehow or we're always going to be the same well let's talk about the background because you were uh, so this was again as i as i said in the beginning this was inspired by melissa who brought this to the mm -hmm. to the show do you want i mean were you there when Melissa no, broached this reflection? No, I was reflection? not there. Okay. No. Uh, she she monitors one of the GPS sessions. So this is on her own as she was doing her own reflection mm -hmm. uh, and uh, came about. So part of GPS, the very first part that we do is a reflection. We just spend a couple of minutes thinking about, you know, how did last week go? Was there something you tried and how did it go? You know, did it work? Did it not work? It's just some time for you to have um, space to think about these things and not just assume that something's not working um, because we really didn't think it through. Right. Mm -hmm. And that's really what all of this is about is when you're evaluating if something's working, is it the tool or strategy that that isn't working or is it something different because we feel uncomfortable about it or around it? So maybe because if it's something new, we're not good at it yet. Right. Yes. And so after a week or so, you may feel like, oh, well, it just doesn't work because I'm not good at doing it. It's a very quick assumption. That easy assumption. Yeah. We're easy assumption and we're saying let's put the pause button on that first yeah. before you give up on it. Right. I think this is really interesting because it's endemic in in it's present in all learning, right? And and that mm -hmm. and I don't just mean sitting down to learn a new tool or a concept or or a process that you're trying to put in place. It's all learning. It could be learning to uh, fit in with a new social group. It could be meeting new people. It could be any time your brain is being wired for something new, you're learning and you're having to assess and process that level of discomfort 
right? And I for for me before talk being able to talk about it and and again I I've said this before the navigation of moods is such a is such a great book we'll put it in the show notes again um before being able to talk about it in the space of like am I in the mood to learn am I provoked to curiosity I am reacting emotionally to that discomfort right and that is a function of my uh RSD survival skills Right. It's a function right. of um, my assumption that when my when I'm uncomfortable, it means my brain is getting in the way of myself again. And I just don't want to deal with that. So I move on very quickly. It's a function of a lot of things and anxiety that maybe uh, there's this other layer of I'm never going to learn to this. I'm never going to be able to adapt to this new thing. So I might as well not try. I'll just move on to something else. And that makes me look like a flibberty gibbet. Right. <laughs> I'm just constantly moving right. from thing to thing and not really tr- giving enough you know, in, enough credence to the discomfort part. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and the and, learning curve. Yeah, right. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. It's the adaptation mm-hmm. of that of that learning curve. So um, mm-hmm. what do you see when you are talking to other people who are struggling with learning, not because they can't learn, but because they haven't been uh, they, they haven't given themselves enough credit for working through the symptoms of discomfort? <laughs> Well, I think one of the biggest things that I see is the emotion. There's so much emotion with ADHD. Yes. And uh and it's and it drives almost everything, right? Like depending on how you feel about something or how you feel about yourself almost predetermines if something's going to work or not. Mm-hmm. And so it's uh I think the first piece is not focusing so much on the strategy or the the new thing you're trying but how what's your mindset around it how do you feel about it is it something that you really see value in or is it something that you feel like you should do uh we had this conversation yesterday at uh in one of our workshops with GPS and it was just it was such a fascinating um conversation because we were talking about goals and somebody says you know I'd rather have a root canal than talk about my goals well, why is that? And Pete, you said it before I even talked about it. Yeah. When we talked about this. And what did you say? Well, I said, I've never achieved my goals. So why the hell would I be excited about talking about new ones? Right. Right. So then the, the the conversation went on to smart goals and should our goals even be smart? And there was like resistance to that, too. Like, I hate smart goals. They're stupid. They're not smart. They're stupid. <laughs> and then somebody, you know, chimed in and said, yeah, but what about the research? The research says that, you know, it, it this is what we need to, to accomplish. But then that person caught themselves and said, wait a minute, there's that other should that I should do this because this is what research says. Yes. So then I wrote down a little thing that says, you know, are smart goals really ADHD friendly? I don't know. That might be a podcast that we that talk should probably be a podcast. <laughs> and, and we should say we've been talking about about smart goals and smart goals. The general thing about smart goals is that they're it's an acronym. You're not just making goals that are intelligent. They're they're right. specific, measurable, achievable, relevant, and time bound. And so that's you know for those who yeah. haven't heard of smart goals, uh, that's what smart goals are all about. And and I think the point that we're getting to is that that's that's the issue that no matter what it is that we're trying, yeah, there's something that's there's this, such an emotional baggage that comes with it that it's really it it really makes it hard to see success. Plus, I think with uh, with ADHD, it's such a black and white thing um, that if it's not the success that you had in mind, or if it's not like this 
I don't know, picture of like calm and all right, everything's okay now. Like I, I was saying, um, we were talking about accepting of ADHD last night too. And it, it, once it's not like you accept your ADHD and then all of a sudden, you know, it's unicorns and rainbows everywhere and everything's great. Like it, it, it that's not necessarily what it is. So I don't know. There's a lot of layers there. And I think it, it comes back to emotion. How do you feel about this? Yeah. Yeah. And, and I, you know, <laughs> I don't know this. I, I think over, if you listen to my opinion on some of these things over the last 13 years, you can see the overall arc of, of change. And I think now that I am older, 13 years older, I think I have, I have stronger and more relaxed opinions about a lot of things. I think SMART goals, as an example, uh, are great for some people. And I think everyone else should just relax. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I think, I think as soon as you assign an acronym to a process, you've, you have done the thing that is going to curse the process. You are going to overthink it. Because you're going to think oh, every goal yes. has to have a word that fits in the acronym. And it doesn't because that's not how it works. So relax. Stop overthinking right. it. That What is the what? And I, I this is this is the new hill I want to die on. I'll see you in 13 years and see how it, stay, it, it holds up. What is the atomic minimum for something that you want to do? Right. It, once you figure that out. And you know the best place that that thing is going to remind you to do the thing that you need to do. Stop thinking about anything else right? because our yeah. ADHD brains can't like they, they don't uh, attune themselves very well to that. And it causes the space of discomfort. So I'm, I know I'm getting a little bit uh, off the rails. No, no, with no. Our topic, I think but. this is great because this is this is what happens with time blocking. You know, I always get pushback about how time blocking doesn't work for people. Yeah. They don't do what they say they're going to do. Things take longer. They think that they need to know exactly how long things are going to take. They don't. Um, you know, all of these things, these rules get wrapped around time blocking. And so they don't want to do it. But I love what you just said, because a measurement of success in time blocking is did you actually spend some time that week doing what you wanted to do? Yeah. And that's, I think that, like, yeah, like that, that could be it, yeah. right? Like, because we we are so limited, we're busy, we only get to do so many things in a day. Yeah. So the question I get a lot in GPS is how do I make time? How do I, how do I make time and how do I get to these other things? Well, first of all, we have to prioritize what is most important because mm -hmm. we don't have enough time to do everything. So we got to decide what, what do we want to do this week that is important? And then let's intentionally plan for that to happen so that you have a plan. You have, you're setting yourself up for success. You're making the time. Right. Otherwise, if you don't do it, your chances are so more on the slim side yeah, of yeah. it getting done than the the of getting it done. But that's what I love what you just said is that the success is that you actually made time for something that you didn't think you had time to do. Yeah, that's it. That's the that's, that's it. the only thing that matters. And all. the making that a practice, right? Is mm -hmm. all it is just remembering what the atomic minimum is. What is the minimum? 
uh, level of achievement to have said you actually did the thing that you say you were going to do. For me, if I put down work on my calendar and I sit down and work at the time that I said I was going to do that, then I've achieved something. It might not have been the best work. It might not have been the most most focused work, but I sat down to do the thing that I said I was going to do when I said I was going to do it. And that's yeah, a win. Yeah. And anything else, any other more specific, um, you know, more specific attribution of uh, specific elements of the work that I'm doing, like qualifying and quantifying the nature of the work that I'm doing is likely overthinking it, especially if I'm trying to do that before I do the work. Right. If I yeah, if I set I, I agree. the goal for a session to be something wildly outlandish, I'm not very good at that yet. Then I haven't right. I haven't settled settled down. Um, well, and so. this is the time to be selfish. Like I think that, um, and what I mean by that is when you go to do something. <laughs> Can I just say? I, the the thought that jumped in my head is it's time to be selfish and we should create selfish goals and write it all out yeah. as if it's an acronym, but it's not an acronym. It's just selfish. <laughs> it's just selfish. Just be selfish. That makes me laugh. ADHD, it is. selfish good. goals. What does that mean? No, it's selfish. just selfish. <laughs> and, 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 and really, I mean, what I mean by that is that they're, they're about you. Not about anybody else. Yes. So take out any kind of shoulds and comparisons and what you think the expectation should be and make them yours. Make them just about what you feel like you can do and be proud of. Yeah. And if you want to push yourself a little bit, what is that for you? Make it a selfish thing, not something that you're doing for someone else yeah. or something like who who are they right and and what where are these feelings coming from and and just it's why it's why these things need to be so customized yeah. too yeah otherwise uh, i you know, you know i i think the that that dirty should oh god i it, part of what you just said and is part of why i have such trouble with these acronyms is that you know it, it's not even do I think I should be time blocking? Do I think I should be? It's that we're shooting at at that atomic level of a task or of something we want to do. And that, I think, is really hard. How can you live up to an acronym? How can you possibly live up to that? And if you're trying yeah. to live up to it, then you're you're giving vastly too much credit to an acronym, which does not care about you. The acronym doesn't care. And, and the overthinking, I think you hit that, you know, really right to a T is that the overthinking then comes. Yeah. Everything has to be a smart goal. Everything has to have this. What does this mean exactly? Yeah. You know, um, what if this goal looks different than this goal? And yeah, there's just a lot of things can go can go wrong. Well, so we got to bring it back into this discomfort conversation yeah. because I think it's really important where because we've just described the environment that makes me uh, uncomfortable, but not for the reason that I'm adapting to something new. Right. Like this is right. an example of discomfort serving the right purpose. Right. For me, right. it's serving the right purpose. If I'm feeling uncomfortable because I'm not living up to an acronym or somebody else's system, then that's a discomfort I feel like I need to listen to. And I need to be able to have that red flag that says I'm uncomfortable because this is no longer serving me. And mm -hmm. not that mm -hmm. I haven't given it enough time to process and adapt and learn to see if it's not serving me. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. 
Right. And this is where limiting beliefs come in. So I think it's also like identifying how you're speaking to yourself. So is there, are you using the nevers, the, the, uh, can'ts, you know, how are, what, what are you thinking about this and how are you feeling about it? So I think it's, it's both of those things. Um, and being able to identify that, okay, maybe it's not this big, huge mountain you know, yeah, it's a it's a little hill, but it doesn't have to be maybe as big. So I think it's it's acknowledging how you feel about it, what you think about it. And does it is it going to help you? I mean, going back to that selfish time blocking may not be for everyone. I think it's a great strategy. I love it. I don't use it every day. I don't even use it every week. But when I use it, it works and I really appreciate it. So that's what people have to figure out is like if they love Pomodoros. Yeah. And it works, then, you know, keep using Pomodoros. So you got to kind of figure out what what is working for me when I give it a shot, when I when I try and get through the learning curve, if it's really beneficial to me, how do I keep getting through the uncomfortableness yeah. of that? Right. Um, so I think that's important. And, you know, I think we have to be truthful to ourselves. I don't know about and that. I don't know. This about is that. hard. I think we should just keep lying to ourselves. Because we lie <laughs> to ourselves and we're really good at it. Yeah. So I know for me personally, I can tell you, oh, I don't have time to exercise, Pete. Oh, yeah. Come on. Of course I of do. Of course you do. I just haven't made the time to do it. Right. And I don't want to do it. And I don't feel good about those feelings. <laughs> But see, that's a that's another that's you a know? deceptive should, right? Should is different than can but won't, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. What are the triggers that help you understand when you are uh, in discomfort versus learning? Right. Yes. So Melissa, our Discord mom, has a perfect example here about shoes. And I think that this is really a good idea. She says, give it time. Mm-hmm. It won't always feel uncomfortable. And uh, and I think that's very true, right? The more we practice things, because you have to practice to see how things work for you and how you need to customize them. Um, but with her shoes, she was saying, you know, if you, if you tried your shoes on, like you're wearing a new pair of shoes, this is very true with like sneakers, right? The first time you wear them, they're uncomfortable, they're stiff, you're probably like doing all these things to, you know, twist them around, trying to make them, you know, bigger. Uh, But the more you wear the shoes, the more comfortable they become. And then, you know, after uh, you've had some time to wear them, you get that full benefit of having a comfortable pair of tennis shoes that you can, you know, walk around Disneyland in and feel good about it. So um, I think that that's a really good point is that remember that in time you do get better and you learn more about yourself. And I'm going back to being selfish. You learn more about what works for you. and, And that's all that really matters. Yes, I think that's the most important part. And I, I love the shoe bit. Shout out to my favorite shoes, my Blundstones, New Zealand, Chelsea Boots. Love them so much. Took a, a long time to figure out how to wear those right. And now I've had them for three years and they're the most comfortable shoes I have. That's great. There you go. I like I like my slippers. Well, I wear, I have slippers too. Okay. They're Gecko Man <laughs> slippers. I got a shout out to Gecko Man too. All right. <clears throat> yeah. The, the thing about the, um, it, I, I think, 
the the discussion about how to get through the the uncomfort the discomfort zone right the the zone of uncertainty is to continue to ask yourself you don't have to say it out loud if you don't want to but continue to ask yourself uh, what are the specific points that are making this not feel like it's working for me right because we mm-hmm. because so much of our reaction is based in emotion it is a right. fight to be specific and yeah and, I, oh you're so right on with that right it might be a yeah. signal the lack of ability to be specific might be a signal that in fact you're just adjusting and you'll figure it out because mm-hmm. the things that you are you are able to mine for specificity might be the things that will change over time to the shoes they'll loosen up right they feel too tight well they're leather they'll loosen up okay yeah. well maybe i could give it a little bit more time but if there's nothing else that that feels like a, it's not just a sort of instant hot take gut reaction then maybe that's a signal that you're that you're responding emotionally and your specifics aren't actually going to tell you anything uh, that's serviceable about this. And and on the other hand, your specifics might be very clear, right? If you ask yourself, okay, wait a minute. If I, like I am now on a team, I'm working on a project team that is making me uncomfortable because it is a team for which socially our ideologies are so out of whack. They cannot understand my perspective. This is uh, this is making me uncomfortable because it is uncomfortable at the level of uh, questionable diversity or DEI behavior. Right? I mean, maybe it's something that like that can be a significant reason to to have to not work on that project team. Right? There are there are environmental right. concerns that are real and legitimate, and you have to be aware of that. And if you are not aware of that, if you're not able to say those things, then you're not able to make change. You will just sit and suffer. And that is mm-hmm. just that's taking discomfort. The suffering is not the the strategy either. You you have to know exactly what it is that you are feeling and practice, practice, practice talking about it to yourself, to your close friends, about why it is that you're having those feelings of discomfort, because that's the only way you know if it's something you can learn through or if it's something you really substantively have to change. I love that. Okay, that's my take. Great way to end it. Is it? I hope so. I think so. Because I think we're done. Yeah. It's not a great way to end it. Well, we'll have more to say. (laughs) Well, because we have a whole shoe-related episode coming up, which is going to be very exciting. (laughs) A whole selection of slippers that we're going to bring to the show. It's going to be great. You're not going to believe it. Uh, Thanks, everybody, for hanging out uh, this week and talking about this. And again, thank you to Melissa for bringing us both the shoe analogy and the topic that supersedes it uh, or precedes it. We sure appreciate that. Uh, And we appreciate all of you for downloading and listening to the show. Thank you for your time and attention. Don't forget, if you have something to contribute to the conversation, we're heading over to the Show Talk channel in our Discord server. And you can join us right there by becoming a supporting member of the deluxe level or better. On behalf of Nikki Kinzer, I'm Pete Wright, and we'll see you right back here next week on Taking Control the ADHD podcast.